Wire, everybody. Today we're still breaking down Secret Invasion. We're all the way up to episode three. It's crazy how fast this year is going by. That's a whole nother topic for a whole nother podcast. For this one, we're talking about Secret Invasion episode three. We're breaking it down, all the different things that came out with it, and all the new revelations that we got from it. To be completely honest, for me, I thought Secret Invasion started stronger than a lot of people thought it did, and I felt like things were really moving and we were getting to know more stuff, especially the first episode, I thought was a really great way to introduce us to it, as well as I feel like we got wrapped up in the world pretty quickly. In this one, I feel like the momentum did kind of slow. It was shorter, there was less in it, and I know they were able to prevent like that first attack like in this one they were preventing attack from like uh i think it was a british sub from firing off a nuclear warhead that again would have helped contribute to starting world war three but like in this one we didn't really get more of don seattle we didn't really get we didn't really get more to like suggest whether he's a scroll or not we finally hear gravik use the term super scroll and obviously i do think they're going for a replacing the super scrolls Replacing the Super Scroll from the comic with characters in the MCU whose powers like most resemble it, like I discussed before. For the Thing, he's got Cool Obsidian's powers. For Mr. Fantastic Stretchy powers, he's got Groot's powers. For the Human Torch, he's got the Extremist Flame powers. And then for the for the Invisible Woman, like the Frost Beast doesn't really have anything to do with her, because unless the Frost Beast like camo- camouflage. And maybe he'll make like ice shields with his powers and it'll be kind of similar. That's the one that probably they couldn't really find anything comparable for it. But overall, I think this series is definitely making us, you know, like wait to get more information on this one. I feel like what I really like seeing is like the pain that it's causing Talos to be fighting his own kind and feeling like he's not, you know, with them for this cause. Because again, he still believes in humans and he still believes that humans don't deserve to die just because they didn't get a home. But at the same time, you can really tell the anguish that's taking on him because he doesn't want to be fighting his own people. And that's pretty much what he's doing because Gravik has gotten almost every scroll to his side. So Talos has never been more alone. As close as he is to Nick Fury, Talos has never been more alone in this series. And I feel like Ben Mendelsohn is doing a fantastic job conveying that. The thing that I really want to see, I suppose that, you know, in the second episode, Talos was talking to the scrolls and addressing them. And he said, we went to find a new home and all we found was hatred, violence, and war. So I don't know if that means like they went to different planets and everywhere they went, they were turned away because people were like, no, you guys look weird. Or if it was more like every planet they went to, there was no place for the scrolls. So then they all just kind of came back to Earth. My hypothesis and what I'm starting to think of is if they still, we still don't know why Carol kind of like dropped out. But I guess maybe on that light speed ship, if they've been searching for planet after planet and they still hadn't found one, maybe they were just tired of being on a ship and being on a, on a, on a, big light speed engine and everything and just floating around space trying to find everybody so i think it was nick fury's idea for them to come back to earth i think talos or carol i mean i guess technically he wasn't supposed to contact carol unless it was an emergency with that beeper but i do think and i think that's why gravik is angry at him to me that makes the most sense for they were out there in space it was always for three years because i think captain marvel ended around 94 or it might have just been a year, but in 97 is when Nick Fury was addressing all the scrolls. So it was either like a year or three years or so. And to me, I don't see a reason for them to stop searching. I don't see a reason for them to come back to Earth particularly because, 
you know, like Maria Rambeau, Monica, yeah, Maria Rambeau had already established, like, you guys won't be safe here. And sure, while they can blend in with humans, like, there's not really a reason to come back to Earth unless I think it was Nick Fury's idea. And I think when Talos, he must have told Nick Fury, like, hey, the kids are getting restless. We still haven't found a home. We've been doing this for a year. And I think Nick Fury, you know, he's known the possibility of scrolls for a long time, for a long time. And he's known, like, if they can take over everything, that is the kind of super secret spy network I could use. And again, in Captain Marvel, his main purpose was to help them after he realizes that they're not the enemy. But I feel like he had some kind of communication with Talos and Nick Fury said, well, why don't you guys take a break, come hang out here on Earth, and then let me and Carol take care of looking for other planets for you while you guys hang out here and take care of your family. And I think that's what Nick Fury used to get them back. And I think that's what made Gravik so angry at Nick Fury because I think he feels like he's being played by Gravik. And I think somewhere along the way, I don't know if Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers has been searching for that scroll homeworld for this entire 30 year period, or if she got distracted, or maybe if Nick Fury told her like, hey, don't worry about it. I think they'll just be fine here. I don't know. But I think it had to be Nick Fury's idea for them to come back to Earth. And I think Gravik finds that out, and that's part of his hatred. And that kind of like is the knife almost to why he wants Fury to suffer and watch everything that he built and everything that he used them for to come crashing down so horribly. Because I think that would be enough to enrage him to that point, because he'd be like, we maybe could have found a home if we kept looking, but you convinced our leader, Talos, to come back here. because. Like I said, in an infinite universe, when you can travel at light speed, I mean, there's bound to be a planet out there. I don't see why they just gave up unless they were given a reason or someone convinced them to do it. Nick Fury is a super spy. He was riding a desk. He knew there were, he said there might be threats coming from above. I think he figured out he could use the scrolls, and I think he convinced Talos to come back to Earth. And again, still don't know how that plays into Captain Marvel. That's the hard part, like with Carol Danvers' character, is like, how exactly does that all relate? Does she know about it was she in on it I it's really hard to tell and we probably won't get an answer even in the marvels I don't think but for right now what it seems like it's pointing to is the scrolls were getting tired of finding a new home and Nick Fury convinced them to just stay on earth for a little bit and let him and Carol Danvers take over the search and just had the scrolls come back to earth because at one point all the scrolls had left earth so for them to come back like we need a strong reason for it I think it was Nick Fury so that's just what I've seen from from this um, from this episode. Like I said, we didn't get a whole lot. I'm still excited for the rest of it. I do feel like it's a stronger one of the TV shows, and I am excited to see the next one. I mean, like with She-Hulk, I just wanted to get to the Daredevil episode and just get it over with. It was it was not gripping. It was not engaging. And worst of all, it really wasn't funny. And that was like the whole point of it. So anyway, Secret Invasion, like I said, so far, I know it hasn't gotten a lot of views. And the sad part is, is like the whole AI, the whole AI controversy over Marvel using an AI to make its title sequence. I don't really get why people are so like, I get why people are so upset with it because they don't want to feel like their jobs can be easily replaced. But at the same time, I don't even know why Marvel used it because it doesn't really look good. Every time I just skip it, I'm pretty sure every person watching Disney 
skips it and it's like it doesn't really do anything for the show and now all it's doing is blocking out other narratives of what else is going on in the actual tv show because no one's talking about secret invasion all they're talking about is this ai thing that's coming right during the writer strike and also after the news with across the spider-verse and people saying that sony's work conditions were horrible now it's only adding to this deplorable corporate movie um i don't want to say attack because it's deserved you know what i mean but it's only adding to that narrative that's going around right now and disney can't get people to focus in on its show on secret invasion so i think um it probably wasn't the best time to release secret invasion either with all the stuff in theaters and everything like as glad as i was to get it in june i probably still would have waited till like july you know because july there's not really any superhero movies coming out but in june you know we got hit with three if i'm not mistaken well we had guardians and then we had Guardians was in May, and then we had Flash, and then we had Across the Spider-Verse, but then we also got, and Transformers wasn't really a superhero movie, but still, high action. Like, there was a bunch of stuff going on in June. I think this would have been smart to move this one a little bit further back. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. Until next time, blurds.